You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Alyssa Christian's interview with one of the stars from Netflix's hit miniseries, Beef, Young Mazzino. What is your problem? What? Where are you at? Hello, everyone. This is Alyssa with Next Best Picture. I'm here talking to young Mazzino. He was the breakout star of this year's Netflix limited series, Beef. So thank you for being here with me today. How's it going? I know you're doing a lot of interviews like this at the moment. Yeah, but it's great. It's great to meet, meet everyone. Good, good. So obviously, Paul on Beef is a very exciting role for you. And I was curious how you got involved with this particular project. Uh, it, was a, it was another one of the many self-tape requests over the mm. year. Uh, my New York reps at the time sent me a self-tape request and I sent a tape in. And then two chemistry reads later, I was moving to L.A. to start production. That's awesome. Yeah, because I know before this, you had only been in mostly short films and, you know, bit parts on different TV series. So, you know, this was a a big step and very exciting. So going off of that, it's obvious that you and Stephen Young, who plays Danny, your brother, have such great chemistry. And like you said, you did chemistry reads. So how did the two of you develop this relationship that really shows the complexities of the two of them? We hung out a couple of times, but I'd say the, the the most formative moment was when we met up on a basketball court in Pasadena mm-hmm. and we started shooting around, but then we started playing one-on-one for like half an hour. And um, by the last play, when the game finished, we both landed and we looked at each other because there was a moment where we were contesting each other. And when we landed, we, we there, was a, there was a thing where we felt it and we looked at each other mm-hmm. and we were, that's this is it that's it and then we just carried that for the rest of the shooting that's awesome because you can definitely feel that throughout it's that kind of inexplicable thing that you know makes certain actors work together so what would you say that you might have most in common with paul whether you know it's in terms of his personality or any of his particular experiences or maybe both I think Paul is an existentialist and he just doesn't know it. He doesn't have words. He doesn't know what that is and hasn't defined mm. it. But I think he's disillusioned, um, which is why he's going into crypto and and why he's kind of going against the grain um, you know, on streaming and playing video games. It's I think from from the outside, people can see that as as he's flailing and floundering and looking for something to do. But um, I think he's like a nonconformist, and and I've always felt like I, I've always felt like growing up, whether I was in school or in the in my Korean church community, as an artist, I always felt a little bit on the edge, on the outskirts of, of circles. So I relate to Paul a lot in that sense, where he's like a lost boy, and I, I felt lost for much of my life. And then I think the separation is uh, I had good infrastructure. I had parents. I had my my mother was. She was a tiger mom and she sent me to a bunch of extracurriculars and, and let me explore my passions in music and in art. I don't think Paul had that opportunity. So um, I think art is liberation and, and I was able to chase that into New York and then from there learn more and grow as a human being. 
whereas Paul was has been stuck in the Sisyphean cycle, mostly due to his older brother. And uh, best way to put that would be Paul thinks he's living in a fortress of solitude. Mm. He's really living in a cage created by his older brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we definitely noticed that, especially later in the, the series. Spoiler alert for those who haven't finished it. But as we find out that Danny has thrown away all of Paul's college applications, do you think that Paul will ever be able to forgive Danny or is it just going to make their relationship even more strained? Uh, probably strange. If I, if I had to be honest, I mean, I mean, that kind of an action, it, it's, it's such a simple thing to take some envelopes and throw them in the trash, but mm-hmm. Paul's life, it's, there's a, there's a realization that the collective years of, of feeling like something's just not right. It's all because of that one action. And, um, you know, by the end of this first season, Danny takes his girl, he's taken his future. Um, but I also think there's still love and there's always going to be love, but, but sometimes it's the people you love that hurt you the most. And, um, whether or not he has like a very cataclysmic reaction to that and, and response to that or or wants a complete departure just to really get away from all of that i don't, I don't know where paul is right now but i think sunny may be looking for him for season two possibly yeah yeah it'd be exciting to see what happens because i know season two hasn't necessarily been announced but i mean the way it ended you know it could have ended like that but also it'd be interesting to see more of paul's journey but either way i mean it, it ended very well i, I must say and uh, back to some of your hobbies and talents, I read somewhere that you are classically trained as a musician. So what kind of instruments do you play? Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Uh, I played violin. I, I played violin for like 14 years. Um, cool. Very big part of my life. I just remember always walking around with a violin case and I, I've clocked in about probably thousands of concerts and performances and recitals. And yeah, and, and a lot of that was just, I don't know if it was at the behest of my, my mom, but I also just love music and uh, then I got into guitar and now I, now I like to, uh, create my own loops. So I'll, mm. uh, an amp and electric and I'll, I'll make a rhythm, uh, make like a four measure rhythm, uh, whatever kind of beat just by tapping and, and plucking. And then, uh, I'll add a bass line, then I'll add a melody on top of that and, and then I'll solo over it. But that, you know, that's just my personal, I, I feel like when people ask about music, People have this mindset of like, are you with a record label or are you are you publishing anything? It's like, no, this is just purely as a human being who may die tomorrow. I'm I like <laughs> boy, 
the sounds that I can create in that moment. And mm. it's a very therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to become a successful recording artist as you know, as long as you're having fun and that's yeah. good. And doing, you know, something like that to keep you <laughs> excited and, you know, busy, especially during the pandemic, I'm sure. But have you ever had a, I just thought of another question going back to the show. Have you ever had a a bad, I guess, beef similar to what, and obviously most people have never had a, a beef to the extent that Danny and Amy have, but have you ever had something kind of similar to that? Yeah, I've gotten it. I mean, growing up, I got, I've, I got into multiple fist fights just throughout school, going into college. Um, maybe it was a spurn lover or some kind of yeah. jealous ex or um, situations that suddenly explode and then suddenly fists are flying. Um, so yeah, no, no stranger to beef, but I also think because I, ha- I um, maybe in, in my personal life, I have a more calm, uh, docile demeanor that mm-hmm. now is like a sign of weakness. So then, but then if, if, if when the situation arises, I, I can rise to meet the circumstance. But yeah, yeah. it always, has always been prevalent, but now it's been pretty chill. That's good. Yeah, definitely helps for sure. And uh, obviously, this role of Paul and Beef is such a breakout role for you. And hopefully, we'll lead to more exciting roles in the future. Do you have any upcoming projects that you're involved in that you are able to talk to us about? Uh, I am having conversations, but uh, nothing concrete as of now. I, I just I'm just looking for because also if there's a season two I, I want to keep the the vein that Paul is in exclusive. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to have a departure from Paul to play something with, yeah. with different fiction, different character, different background, um, something something much, but also with that same level of world building and intentional detail that I, that I, that mm-hmm. that extreme. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, obviously that's such a very specific character, and you know, I can see that. For sure. Do you have any dream collaborators, you know, whether producer, or director, or writer you might want to work with in the future? Yeah. Uh big fan of Pak Chanuk and Bong Jun Ho. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A lot of talented filmmakers on the East Side, Korea to Kazu. On the West, I, I I would love to work on a script that's written by Charlie Kaufman. Oh uh, yeah. Love the surreal worlds that Yorgos Lanthimos and Nicholas Winding Refn uh, created, uh, Alejandro Inaritu, Denis, Denis Villeneuve. I think mm-hmm. he's such a talented world builder. Derek C. in France, I think, is, is he writes some of the most uh, compelling stories that, that have to do with love and loss. And uh, yeah, there's a long list, but. Yeah, but the list is never ending, I'm sure. <laughs> But, but I need the, I want to be right for the role too. So whatever, whatever the universe brings. Uh, whatever. Yeah. There you go. And I saw that you got signed to a, a new agent or a new agency. So that's exciting as well. <laughs> Good uh, luck. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. And uh, just have a couple of more questions. So if you absolutely had to, you know, like, you know, if somebody was really making you answer this question, would you rather side with Danny or with, Amy in this situation because you know it's kind of hard to tell. I'm not sure where I would personally side. Mm-hmm. I would probably side with Danny. Um, yeah, you know it's it's hard to 
I'm sure it's difficult to cry in a really, really, really nice, nice home with a loving family. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, but Danny, I, I can resonate more with just because, uh, you know, he's just a product of, of, his, of his environment. And, and as the eldest son going into this world that, that may not necessarily have opened up, uh, embrace him with open arms, he's, he's just dealing with it. And mm-hmm. I think Danny is like a very modern day Korean American Sisyphus. And, and I, 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 I understand that. Yeah, that's a great answer. Can't beat that. And my final question is, you are kind of already talked about working with Stephen Yun, and obviously you have some scenes as well with Ali Wong. So it was like working with her. I imagine she's very funny. It's probably easy to break character when you're around her. Uh, yeah, there's some really funny moments, but I think in between takes and stuff, I think I think just given the nature of the material that's so dense and heavy at times, um, it was, it was a lot more tranquil and mm. we weren't like cracking jokes and stuff, but yeah, you were just check in and be like, are you, how is everything? Are you okay? How are you feeling? Um, and you know, that's just her as a genuine person slash mm-hmm. EP slash veteran who, who was looking out for a rookie like me. Um, but working with her as was, was so smooth and, and fun and I'd love to work with her again. I think she's super talented. They are. I mean, the whole cast, you guys are all great and I'm rooting for you at the Emmys for sure. So fingers crossed. So thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. I, I hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, good luck with everything going forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Alyssa Christian's interview with one of the stars from the Netflix hit miniseries Beef, Young Mazzino, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Beef is now currently available to stream on Netflix in its entirety and is up for your consideration for this year's Emmy Awards in all eligible categories. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next guitar right there nice <laughs> that's cool i should have brought my flute i i have a flute and piccolo upstairs <laughs> do what for 20 minutes and then that'll be the interview yeah i know i don't think they would like that Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.